0: Welcome to the MLM.com podcast. I'm your host, Kenny Rollins, and today we're continuing our ongoing series with Nancy Tobler about uh, engagement, uh, particularly employee and distributor engagement. Hello, Nancy.
1: Hello, how are you? Good, good. good.
0: And today we'll be talking about uh, leadership. Obviously, leadership is something that's talked a lot about in in the MLM space, uh, and this is a, an area that you've studied and researched with uh, with your background just in in organizational communication. Um, and, and so let's start by having you give us a little bit of a definition of, of what leadership is and a history behind the research on on leadership.
1: OK, so I think it's fascinating that really the military uh, does a lot of research. And they're really the ones that start the research on leadership, at least in the United States, in the 1930s. So the late 1930s, you see the rise of Hitler. I don't know that we want to compare ourselves to Hitler. But the reality was, people want to understand, well, in Roosevelt, what is it about these people that makes them powerful leaders? How is it they get get people to follow them? So you really get in the in the 30s and 40s, this idea that People are born leaders, that it's a trait you have. It's like eye color or hair color. Um, So then the 50s come along and we get this idea that it's, uh, it's not necessarily that you're born with it. We know people who were shy who become leaders. So it can't be something you're born with. It must more be about what behaviors you do. Okay, that makes sense to us, right? And you can have a very quiet leader who's very good. And you can have a very buoyant, boisterous person yeah. who's also an effective leader. So it's about behaviors, not about traits. Then in the 70s, I kind of blame the hippies for this. Uh, well, blame's not a bright word, but I kind of credit the hippies for this. But we get what's called a contingency approach. And that's the idea that the way you lead is directly based on who your followers are. So one what, what of the best leadership positions I think you can ever be in is to be a leader over people who are competent and motivated because you don't have to lead them at all. You just set out the goal and they do it. They, yeah. they don't need much, uh, holding. Right. Right. They just do it. Right. Uh, at the other end of that spectrum, you have people who are very immature and those people you have to tell them what to do and you can do very little sort of social, support because they'll take advantage of you if they see you as a a nice person right Right. i always used to tell um student teachers you go in tough go in tough you can always soften up but you can't get tougher so you gotta you gotta start off tough
0: when you use the word mature you're talking you used competent and motivated right right and what defines how mature a person is or how do you gauge that i guess as somebody trying to lead a group of people
1: well uh so really i would define mature as people who take responsibility for their own behavior okay right Mm -hmm. Uh, we used to say in the academic world that it's about age 21, but now they're saying it's about age 23. Okay. So it's happening later. We don't know why exactly. Some people like to blame the internet. I'm not sure it's the internet's fault. Uh, Parents have a huge role, and maybe we've babied as parents. Maybe we've babied more than we used to. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Who knows why? But about age 21, you stop blaming outside people for where you are and your circumstances, and you start to take responsibility. So to me, Someone who takes responsibility. But Hersey and Blanchard are the people who came up with this contingency approach, or at least those are the ones I'm most familiar with. Yeah. And they say the mature follower is competent, which means they know what to do. Right, You don't have to tell them. Yeah. And they are willing to do what they know what to do. So they're motivated. So that's how they define a mature Okay. okay
0: and and you've got to gauge your leadership style based on how mature somebody is yeah
1: that's what the contingency approach says which i buy into it makes sense right yeah you can't lead everyone the same way i don't know as a parent you're a young parent so you might not see this yet but you can't you can't lead a child the same way they all come with a different rule book but you don't get access to the rule book till after you've figured out right. that's wrong <laughs> well and
0: it, and it evolves right right and as somebody who's a, a parent to a pretty young son he the way that we lead him or, or parent him morphs as he gets older yeah, and absolutely and and as yeah motivations and punishments have a different effect
1: right absolutely
0: so okay
1: right and they can see your weak side right right so it's it's really tricky because you got to show that that social side to a, as a parent but that's right. a whole nother yeah. whole another podcast yeah. <laughs> we could do a parenting skills there we uh go. now that my children are almost all out of the house i can talk about parenting when you're actually parenting you you know you know nothing yep. right you know nothing um so really, the last leadership theory, which we're still discussing today, I just read in a recent um, meta-analysis, is transformational leadership. And it came out in the 80s, about 1985. This guy named Bass came up with this idea that there is this charisma. There is this emotional connection. So from that, that's sort of the history. That's where we are today. I thought we could talk about two main kinds of leadership, day-to-day and transformational. Yeah. Um, so I, what I like to say is you you have to have a day-to-day leader. You have to have somebody who makes sure the product gets shipped, who right. makes sure the product is ordered, who makes sure that the meetings are scheduled and held, right? Somebody right. who keeps track of what's going on. Everybody needs that person, and that mm-hmm. person serves as a leader. Lots of times it can be uh, someone who never steps in front of the audience but does the leadership behaviors, Right. right. Um, so day to day person does two things. They do task and they do social and task are things like they make sure the goals are clear. They make sure that people know what their roles are. They make sure that the needed resources to accomplish your goals are available to you. Um. They're also good at holding discussions and, and making sure that various people get their voices heard, right? Those, those are all effective leadership techniques that yeah. happen with a day-to-day leader. Yep. Uh, and then they do social. And this is all that warm, fuzzy stuff that can get dismissed as not important, but it's crucial, right? Yeah. Uh, f- people... Will work for you if they think you care. In fact, I'm just I'm just remembering a study done on uh, teachers. Yeah. And um, people were asked to name their favorite teacher. Yeah. And uh, then then talk about what they were like. And it didn't matter whether or not the teacher was hard or easy. Yeah. The reason was listed. The person was listed as a good teacher because they believed the teacher cared about them. Right. Right. So this that I care about you has to be shown. Uh, it's that little chit chat that happens at the beginning of meetings. How's your mom? I know she just got put in a nursing home or whatever, right? Right. It's all of that. They not only care about you, but they care enough to know individually about the people that are their followers. Yeah. Um, okay. So the second type is transformational and not all organizations have transformational leaders. Yeah. Uh, you can run an organization on that day-to-day leadership and just keep plugging right along. There's no reason for you to have transformational until you hit that change. And then the transformational leader can really make a difference. Uh, so they have several characteristics. And really, the definition of a transformational leader is they can get people to do beyond what they expect that they can do. So they push people to new heights. Okay. Right? Uh we all want that, right? We all want ourselves to be pushed to new heights as well as other people to be pushed to new heights, right? It's the direct selling industry, right? That You have these women, 75% in the United States are women, really training each other to push to new heights, yeah. right? That I think a lot of women come into direct selling because they aren't sure they can do another business, right? right? And there's all this mentoring that goes on in direct selling. So it's just incredibly powerful to watch these women become entrepreneurs. Now, they don't all become entrepreneurs, but we get a pretty good rate at which they become salespeople. Right. And those salespeople have skills they probably didn't have before. Right. They they know how to talk to people. Uh, They know how to organize their life. They know how to organize goals. They know how to set goals and reach goals. Things they didn't know they didn't know even. So it's really powerful. Right.
0: So this is kind of more of what I, I seems to me like the stereotypical leader in that, like you say, they they help you accomplish something more. I mean, am I right in the. Well, who? what are some examples of people like what is Steve Jobs or what was Steve Jobs, I guess?
1: Uh, well, so Steve Jobs did some pretty powerful leadership in the positive direction, and he also had some time where right. he didn't do so well.
0: Yeah. And,
1: uh, so I haven't, I haven't really studied his leadership style, much- but from what I can remember, he wasn't always loved by his followers. Is that true?
0: Yeah. And I guess that's my question is, is a transformational leader someone who's always loved or somebody who gets you to do more than than you thought you could accomplish? So
1: an amazing thing happens, right? Mm-hmm. If you get me to do more than I thought I could, yeah, I like you. Okay. Yeah, I might resent you a little bit and I might say to people, he's a bit of a pain in the butt, but...
0: There's A, loyalty to yeah, that person. Right. And I guess, okay, and that goes back to what you were saying with the teachers, right? Is yeah. that it, it's not about whether they were hard or easy. It's kind of about whether they, uh, I guess that was different because you were talking about whether they care or not. But yeah. But if... But
1: if th- we like people and we think they care about us, if they help us accomplish new tasks. Okay. So they're really intertwined, right?
0: Mm, yeah. And so, okay, and and but the transformational leader, this is where you're saying that you can go on without that person, but to clear huge obstacles, that's where you really need a transformational you've got, leader. You've got to have them.
1: Okay. You got to, I think, right? Yeah. Um, you, I st- have studied a lot in healthcare too, yeah. and one of the articles I just never got around to writing, but I felt really strongly about is you have to have a physician champion to change the technology. Mm-hmm. Doctors don't want new technology; they don't right. want it. Well, they, they actually like technology as long as it helps them do medicine, but they don't want it to do records, electronic health records. They don't like that. Okay, they they feel, they, they feel like they've turned into a secretary. Right. Um, so, but if you have a physician champion, somebody who's really that transformational leader, yeah, you can get it to work in an organization. Okay. So, so I think the same is true in all organizations. You get someone who sees the vision. We talked about this whole thing just as one whole podcast. Uh, transformational leaders see where the future is and- Uh, They might even move the goal a little as it it becomes clearer to them, but they still are always projecting that goal out there. Uh, So we talked, I think, about uh, Shackley from the 50s, right? He saw the world as being cleaner, right? So he came out with products that didn't hurt the environment. Way before it was an environmental issue and people talked about environmental things, Dr. Shackley came out with... I remember my mother buying dish soap, laundry, and laundry soap, right? That didn't have phosphates in it, if I remember right. right. So that's a vision. He saw something we didn't even know we were going to be so tied to in 2018, right? Mm -hmm. I buy products now that are organic or are uh, fair trade, right? Mm -hmm. All because I care about the environment. Yeah. Right. So he saw this place we would be in 2018 way before. Mm -hmm. So they have that vision. Um, They also can adapt. So the vision doesn't have to stay solid. Uh I think sometimes people think about they just have Univision and they, they only see one thing. Right. That's not true. Uh, they they'll go along in a direction and they'll say we're moving towards this vision and then they'll say I have new information and our vision needs to change just a little bit yeah and they'll they'll march people in a new direction right right sometimes it's more extreme direction sometimes it's a less extreme direction and say say we we're still going towards this goal mm-hmm. but they adapt. I like to think of Amway, and I don't know if we talked about them on any of our other ones, but you know, in the was it the '70s, they got really hammered by the FTC. Right. Well, they survived. They're an eight billion dollar company. I think they're number one. Right. Uh, So they adapted. They they did the ninety percent rule. Right. You can return up to ninety percent of your product. Um, you have to sell your product before you can buy more. So get rid of garage qualifying. Uh, and you can, what's the other one? There, I thought there were three. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think yeah, of it. I can't it. think of it now. But, but yeah. they they adapted rules that the whole ind- uh, the whole industry has now. Mm-hmm. Right. Everybody has these same rules. They, they made rules that said, okay, you have a problem with us having people who are garage qualifying buying more than they can sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll 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 change yeah we'll fix it yeah and they did yeah and they got people to follow them uh, yeah it's, it's a huge change yeah right yeah, yeah. well th- think about herbalife i wasn't sure where herbalife would be after their um battle with the ftc's it been two years now or t- maybe yeah. two and a half
0: yeah or more Yeah. yeah
1: they're okay Yep. They're okay, right? Uh, they're, they just added coffee. I oh, right. man, that was a good that was good thinking. Yeah. Right? Coffee is like a 43 billion dollar industry in just China alone. Something like that. It's like wow. it was like a wh- horrible number. I probably made that number up. Yeah. But that's, that's okay.
2: It gives us the gives it's us the huge, idea. Yeah. It's this
1: huge number of people who buy coffee. Right. But Herbalife did really well, right? They were given this sort of restrictive thing they needed to do. And they changed their compensation plan. Now I'm not privy to what they did, right. but we know that they had to change it so that it was easier for you to get compensation, right? right? And that their model uh, is, is what I would call an old school model. It, you know, right. came around in the 70s or 80s. Yeah. Uh, and you had to have a lot of group volume, if I remember right, yep. to get any compensation, yeah. which means are they garage qualifying, right?
2: That's the question, Maybe. yeah. That's
1: the question the FTC has, right? Yep. Are you forcing these people to buy product that they aren't really going to use? And so they had to change their compensation plan to put consumers into it, Yeah, uh, to make sure people are actually trained, if I remember right, Yep, and uh, change the compensation plan so it's easier to get Compensated.
0: Right. Yeah, they made a bunch of adjustments.
1: Well, I don't know what they are, but I they're don't know doing how they do yeah. But they're doing fine. Yep. Their stock price is fine. Yeah. Uh their revenues are up. Yep. So you have to adapt. Yeah. I and mean, and I think that's um or well, handle a crisis is yeah. a, is the thing I was trying to say there. Yeah,
0: because with that, you didn't just have the FTC, you also had I think it was Bill Ackman oh, shorting yeah. Bill him Ackman. big time. Oh yeah. And, and he sh-
1: short Was Was that is that yeah. what it was? Yeah. Yep.
0: And so, I mean, he was coming after him. And honestly, I think if you were a betting person, I don't know that between the FTC and Ackman, you know, mounting such a a campaign against them. Yeah, I don't know that you would have said, oh, they'd be doing fine in in almost all the way through 2018. So... So that,
1: yeah, I think that's a powerful example of you've got to be able to adapt to the environmental change, but you've also got to handle a crisis that gets pops up, you know, and uh, you weren't expecting it.
0: Yeah. Well, so you talk about that uh, back in what the 30s, they they viewed it as something you were born with or or not born with, leadership that is. But then it does sound like, as we've researched and learned more about it, we believe people can change and, and can develop leadership uh skills absolutely Uh, so yes otherwise
1: education doesn't matter yeah so
0: so that's my question is uh for people who are listening and want to know how to be better leaders or or concerned about uh leadership in their organization what what's the message out there for them and and how do you go about doing that
1: uh well i guess i would i would go back to people need to get uh, things accomplished. People need to get things done. Every right. organization has stuff it does. We write software, right? Right. Here at InfoTrack. So you you have to get the product done. It has to get deployed. It has... To, organizations have to get up and start using it. Yeah. Those things don't happen. You're not an organization very long, right? Yep. Uh, But you have to remember that people need to know you care about them. Yeah. Right? And you, there's lots of ways to do that and maybe we'll do a whole podcast on relationships. I don't know, but... Yeah. But the other thing is transformational leadership is about really that vision and seeing individual people in your organization seeing them as individuals but then working with them as a group Uh, i know some of them don't have public speaking skills so i'm gonna work with them on public speaking We're going to practice it, whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm thinking about a a woman who's trying to get a downline of distributors under her working harder, right? Right. I'm going to listen to them. I'm going to find out what they want, what what their goals are. And then I'm going to say, here's my goal. Here's where I think we can be, right? Yeah. And here's how I think you can get there. So I recognize that all people can't be led the exact same way. I've got to understand where they are. I've got to listen to them. Yeah but i then i also have to take control and step up and and point us in a direction and get us moving to that direction yeah uh get us uh seeing ourselves as bigger than we are yeah um i mean you you, you can watch YouTube. uh what is the Oh, you know, uh, they're the famous Ted talks, TED talks. There yeah. you know, Ted talks, Ted talk after Ted talk, you can watch them and they have pretty common characteristics, right? They tell stories. Well, effective transformational leaders tell stories. They do. Um, they have facts. You need to have some facts about how things work and right. That kind of thing. So, so there are some things you can do to become a better leader. Yeah. Um, yeah. And one of the things you you want to do is to recognize your own capabilities, and then see which ones you need to work on before yeah. you step into that circle. But a mentor is a huge thing. Uh, somebody who's made it, who will take you under their wing. Yeah. Uh, that that's huge. Yeah. Uh, hmm. It. Uh, think about here, even at InfoTracks, right? Yeah, being taken under the wing and then moved up. Yeah, it's a pretty common characteristic.
0: Well, I think that that is one of the things that you see that is appealing about network marketing, right? Or MLMs. is you've got uh, people who, uh, yeah, your upline or or other leaders in the organization have an opportunity to mentor you and to, to help you rise up. Yeah interesting okay
1: yeah so I'm at, I, was th- I was thinking I was thinking as an, another couple of uh, transformational kind of leaders and that is uh, trades of hope it's one we've had on the podcast in the past they you know they uh, have entrepreneurs right distributors that's cool we've talked about that but their product line is to create micro entrepreneurs in various places around the world to give women and men a chance to move out of poverty, right? We, they buy their artisan crafts and resell them here in the U.S. Right. So I just bought two pairs of earrings for Christmas, right, right, from them. And and they send you, with the product, a little story about the artisan. Because this is not just about leading distributors to sell a new bottle of shampoo or a new fancy drink right it their organization has this vision that they can change the world one little micro entrepreneur at a time yeah right that's a vision you can get behind yeah right it's pretty powerful uh the other one i was thinking about as transformational leader is the the woman from solar sister katherine lucy uh she saw a need And the really cool thing about her, is, you learn on that podcast with her, is they do training on the product. They do training on the business, how to keep track of what you've sold and who you've sold it to and who needs a return and what all that sort of stuff. And they do what they call agency training. They have designed into the training, into the whole thing, this idea that we'll change you. Being involved with us will change you. Hmm. You will see yourself as more competent, more capable than you've ever thought before wow right that's transformational leadership that's cool stuff yeah that, that gives you goosebumps right that's right. the thing that makes network marketing kind of fun
0: yeah and so you talked about to being able to exist without a transformational leader do you can you do the same without a day-to-day leader i don't or, think so so you get i don't
1: have i don't have any research on it but i've i think you've got to have somebody who's be, we call them behind the scenes yeah. person who keeps you keeps you on track make sure product gets shipped make sure and that's orders are taken
0: that certainly is, goes along with my experience you, a lot of times you have that person that's transformational and is the person out with the vision and but I've always seen that if and honestly, more often than not, I've seen them be two different people, right? Right, that That person is. tends mm-hmm. to be the creative, visionary, and that there's always the, the someone behind the scenes that's...
1: That's their feet on the ground. Yeah,
0: and it's making sure <laughs> that, that they're pushing things forward. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. It's,
1: all, it's often two people.
0: Yeah, and I think that that uh, can sometimes be almost... Like I said, I, I think a lot of people have in their mind the stereotype of what a leader is or isn't. Right. And I, I think that can be uh, damaging in some ways yeah. because it, it takes a lot of different types of people right. to move It's forward. much
1: broader. Yes, It's much exactly. broader than that person on the stage that's so outgoing and, and right. over the top. Yeah. It, it, it's it's a lot of things that makes that one person work as well. Yeah. And I would call them all leaders. Yeah, Right. They're... They're, f- they're doing leadership behaviors, whether or not they're called a leader or not. I don't care.
0: Right. Yeah, cause sometimes you hear it like, are you a manager or are you a leader, right? And I think yeah. that people cut it kind of in that, like, transformational versus day-to-day. Right. But you're right. I think especially the ones who are, are good at it, the day-to-day leadership really can be leaders, right? Yeah. And And make a, a big difference. Yeah. Um,
1: Oh yeah, I mean, right? That five percent growth every year. Yeah, right. That's 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 day to day leadership. That's yep. yeah, you know, that's people who put one foot in front of the other every day. They get out yeah. of bed. They come to work. They make sure the product's deployed. Yeah. Right? They they make sure it's out the door. Yeah. Uh, that's it's huge. Yeah. And even though the vision might be the product's gonna be different in, in twelve months and you've got people working on that new vision, mm-hmm. you still have people who have to m- march to the tune and, and and keep things moving forward and, well, make, yeah, and sure, yeah. <laughs> make sure the lights are on. Yeah. Make sure the lights are on. Make sure the lights are paid for, right? Yep. All those exactly. kinds of things. Has to happen. Has yeah. to happen.
0: Well, this has been fascinating, and, yeah. and I appreciate you coming on and talking about it because it is one of these topics that, I mean, first of all, there's a ton of information out there about it. But it is one of those things, especially in network marketing, I, I've heard it talked about my entire life, right? Leadership yeah. and leadership training, and I think it is good to, to discuss uh, first of all, I'll get a little bit of history, but then discuss what people can do to improve their leadership and also understand the importance of it and the role of it. So yeah. I, I appreciate you coming on today.
1: Yeah, leaders matter. That that's the end. I mean, right? That that's the big picture. They matter. Yep. uh y- y- you have to have them. They organizations just kind of go willy nilly. They're not organized. Right. That's what the problem is. Right? Yeah. So they're they're necessary in all organizations. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I remember one time an an experience I had at at a youth, uh, I mean, it was a church thing, but a youth camp that I was a part of was we were doing a a large group activity and it was just chaos. And there finally was one person in the group that kind of Stood up and exerted themselves not in a way that created resentment, but yeah. in a way that or got some organization right. to the task. Right, uh, and it really stood out to me just the 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 power of somebody who can, yeah, bring a group of people together, bring a little bit of organization to it. Because, like you say, without that, there's chaos. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and I also. I do think that people can grow into leaders. I I, do. I've seen it, yeah. uh, and so I think it is, uh, like I say, an important topic to, to be discussed. I
1: guess the other thing to remember too is that not all leaders have to look the same. Right. That that uh, there isn't one magic way to become an effective leader. Yeah. And if you're working with a mentor that doesn't jive with you, then find another mentor.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't no. know how
1: easy that is in you know in the downline situation, but in an organization. Uh, if it doesn't fit with you, then then there's another mentor out there that can help you grow.
0: Well, and that is one way that I, I would hope that network marketing can really thrive because you've got such a large network and you've got an entire upline. Yeah, uh, true. And, and I think people who are being mentors need to look at it and say, look, not everyone's gonna click with me and that's not a bad thing. And right. part of the job of being a leader, is finding, helping someone find who can help them right. develop. Right. Um, and so I would hope that uh, that, that the uplines are helping their downlines, saying, hey, for whatever reason, this isn't working. Here's yeah. someone else who can work with you. Right. So, right. yeah, uh, I agree. All right. Well, thank you, Nancy. Okay. And we will thank you. enjoy talking to you next time.
1: Okay, great.
0: That does it for today's episode of the MLM.com podcast by Infotrack Systems. I'm your host, Kenny Rollins. I'm grateful to Nancy for taking the time to join us today. We also want to thank Jana Bangeter for production support and you, our listeners. We hope you'll join us again next time.